Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're back for more listener questions. Scott and Pam join me today, and we get some great questions, including thoughts on a stay at the Grand Floridian for a father-daughter vacation. So we tackle that. What not to miss if you have an ADR over at homecoming. So I hope you're hungry and not listening to this show on an empty stomach. We get a great question and it spurs a great discussion on if Disney's Hollywood Studios has lost its identity over the past 10, 15, 20 years and its transformation. We also give some tips on touring the theme parks this summer and fall. If you're expecting how to beat the heat and make sure you have an enjoyable experience, but still not wear yourself out. This and much more coming your way on today's show. As always, don't forget that our podcasts are brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation for no additional cost to you. And they're going to make that trip so very magical every time. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the BR Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. So thank you so very much for that. And you can support the show for just $5 a month for all these podcasts. If you'd like to support us and get that bonus show every week, it's called Mike in the Midwest. Please come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2325 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having another great week. Thanks again for joining us here on the show. Of course, it is Wednesday, so it is time to turn the show over to you guys and answer your listener questions. Thanks to everybody who is joining us here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and X, formerly known as Twitter. It's kind of like Prince. Remember when he turned himself into an impronounceable symbol up in Minnesota? That's that's the thing. So I don't know what's going on with that. Thanks, everybody who's joining us and uh, asking questions. More importantly, put your questions in the comments. We can answer those live, and we have some in the inbox here. It's going to be a potpourri of Disney questions today. So joining us, we have the experts starting off up in the mitten. We're just talking about the mitten and showing where we actually are in the hand there uh, with Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Mike. Hope you're having a great week. And uh, yeah, looking forward to answering some listener questions I know I upset some teacher friends a couple of weeks ago, right? When I was like, man, I can't believe summer is over. But still, I can't believe that summer is almost over. Like, what is happening this summer, Mike? So I do have a... Okay, so let me jump into that one even before I get Pam in here. So first first feedback, since you mentioned that, Mary Rose Sansone. Hey, Mike. Got through the opening of listener questions. I'm not mad at you or Scotty. I do get mad at Target, Walmart, etc. advertising back to school now. And even though the Northeast doesn't go back until September, they have the money. Why can't they save the back to school ads for a few weeks for the different markets? This is my teacher reaction rant. LOL. Have a great Wednesday. There you go. So we got feedback from Mary Rose. She's not mad at you, Scott. 
She's mad at Walmart and Target, but I had to get that in there. So I, I rather I rather have them mad at Target and Walmart for sure than me. But yeah, I get it though. That's got to be pretty frustrating to see like that doesn't happen to me at my job. Like my I don't see like advertisements for variable annuities popping up all over the place, reminding me that it's time to go back to work. No, do I? But it always happens to teachers though. So I feel I feel your pain. I got you. All right. Also joining us, we have the coder of the of the Magic for Less Travel, Pam Forrester. Pam. Happy Wednesday. How's it going? Happy Wednesday. Did you forget the company name for a second? I almost said the the Pam. I I yeah. God, I almost did a mashup there. You know, every everybody's changing names. I didn't know if we had a we had a new like shorter name. At right? The yeah. Are, are we just like Y.com or something? We do we pick a yeah. letter? Are we M? I don't know. Or at least the logo. Like I can change <laughs> it from something travel related to something <laughs> absolutely not travel related. Are we like, just like a balsa glider or something at this something, point or yeah, something? I don't something know. Something like that. A car or <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like I'm I don't know. <laughs> I guess simplicity is sort of the key. Like, you know what I mean? Like if, so if we can come up with something really simple, maybe we'll think about that. I, I don't know. The world has lost their minds. So whatever, it's all good. But yes, happy Wednesday, everybody. Um, we're here for some good listener questions. And you know what's weird is, so I will say in the whole, like, this is happening too early, okay? Things are happening too early. Um Literally, I was in Home Goods, and guess what's all out? All the Halloween and fall decor. Oh, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say Valentine's Day. I mean, dude, that's been out for a while. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been seeing the, the, like, these people are going crazy for those. There's Jack Skellingtons in that that guy from the Haunted Mansion that has the lantern. Like you could mm-hmm. apparently get those things for like three hundred bucks. I think he's like six or seven feet tall for your front yard. Like, have you seen that thing? Like, the Jack Skunk is like 13 feet tall. Oh, dude, he's gigantic. Oh, yeah. I mean, but dude, have I been tempted? I'm not a Jack Skellington fan, but I'm super tempted for the, the Haunted Mansion dude. Like, well, the, the and lantern. so, like, you know, last year I got, like, in, in my feeds, I got <laughs> asked by Facebook thought a group I would like, a suggested group for me, were people that have the 12 foot or 15 foot skeleton thing. And I was like, Facebook, you're drunk for a few <laughs> reasons. I don't have a 15 foot skeleton and I probably won't ever have one. So anyways, but yes, I, not that I, you know, if you have one, that's awesome for you. Nobody at my house is doing this though. So I'm just saying it's again, it's like ADRs and it's like uh run Disney, man. You got to make your move in July or never because those <laughs> things are going to be gone. I mean, you're not getting yes, that thing. In they September. will be gone. Well, that's what I started when I was in there. I was just picking up something random and then I'm like, Oh my gosh, like if I don't buy fall stuff soon, like it'll be gone by the time I get around to like thinking about what's going to happen. So. I oh, do yeah. now have a visual of Steve though, setting up the 15 foot skeleton <laughs> yes. and that's outstanding. Yes, I know. I'm going to check the HOA bylaws on that. <laughs> you know, the, one year I asked my principal, and she was awesome because it was my best friend from high school's mom, who was my my gifted at the gifted center. She was the director, and she always told me, she goes, Mike, don't ask permission, ask forgiveness, because I, I wanted to paint my classroom NASA blue, and she's like, Dude, I don't think you can. Just ask, ask forgiveness and just come up here in the summer and just just, wow, just start painting. So I did, and that was the best advice I ever got. So I'm just saying, throw that sucker up and just see what happens. <laughs> just see. I'll be like, I don't know how to take it down. <laughs> exactly. So it'll have to stay up until 
October 31st, at least. So Yeah, we're getting ads. It could turn into a Christmas decoration of it's Jack Skellington, too. I guess, yes, it could. It's uh, multi-use. We're getting ads in our neighborhood. I know, guys, again, we said we're going to have a shorter show. Who knows? But we're getting ads in our neighborhood for these lights now that are like all year round. Like they come around, they put them on your house, but they're, I guess, because they're LEDs. Like they stay up year round. So they become like, I mean, I'm from Missouri and some people consider this like, and I'm not trying to offend our Indiana users, but we call Hoosiers. You know what I'm saying? Like people, you know, rednecks or whatever. But I mean, you know, people get on you if you keep your Christmas lights up here around around here. I guess it is everywhere in the country, right? But I mean, now I guess they're trying to turn that into a thing where your Christmas lights stay up all year round. And I guess they turn after Christmas, they turn into Valentine's lights. Yes. Then they turn into Easter it's, lights. It's I don't know, St. Patrick's. Yeah, it's called on, house now. lights. They're, they're I have a couple cool. outside right now that I use on my porch every now and then. Yeah. You keep them up all year, but I mean, okay, you have them like all no, around I'm just your joking. entire house. Like, okay, I was gonna say, come like on. My front porch light, but like they're not as cool light. if they're up year round. Like they're fun because they're up for like a couple of months. <laughs> right, and know. our like, I think that's a big. Our landscaping lights, we can change the color on them with an app. So, like, if we wanted to. We could like for Halloween do I don't know like purple and orange yeah. or whatever green and uh, purple. <laughs> purple. I don't know how Halloween became a purple color. Orange. Like, purple's a Halloween color, vice versa. But yeah, so I guess we could do that, and I guess at Christmas we could do like red and green or whatnot. But we don't do that either. So, anyways, let's let's, let's answer I, some I, real yeah, questions. We, we have lots I mean, of questions. I, I'm enjoying this talk. I mean, this is HOA hour, but uh, let's, let's get into it. Sean's got a question here. He says, father daughter trip starts on August 20th, uh, right there in Halloween season. Uh, first day at the grand Floridian, any must do's at the grand flow, Scotty G we're just back. What do they need to do? Ooh, must do's. I wish they had tea back to be honest. Same. Though, that would be perfect for a father and daughter trip. You know, um, so Omit that answer though. That 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 just can't happen right now, unfortunately. But um, you know, I just like strolling along, like like going to the pool, like having maybe like just having a pool day. Um, Pam, I know you were down there too at the Grand Flow, and I know you guys had a pool day too. And I just love that 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 quiet pool. So there's the main pool that has the slide. It has like a cool waterfall feature. But I'm more like a quiet pool guy. I like the zero entry pool that's on the other side. That's kind of by the pineapple fountain. Just plan a few hours and just have an awesome pool day. And I think you and your daughter will have a blast there for sure. I agree. Pam, thoughts? Definitely. There's also, um, I would make sure that you look, um, get the the look on the little signs throughout the resort. And I think you can still ask at the front desk for an activities thing. But um, see the activities are there. They have some free activities, lots of paid activity, or lots of free activities, a few paid activities. And one of which is, a painting um, activity. They actually do it in the Garden View Tea Lounge, which I'm sad to see my tea lounge being used only as a paint place, but I understand. Um, So check those out too. They do lots of fun stuff. Of course, we're always going to recommend Movie Under the Stars because that's fun, fun, fun. Um, I think too, the transportation from the Grand Floridian can sometimes uh, just be an experience itself. You can ride the monorail around and then stop at all the monorail resorts. You can also take boat transportation from that resort over to the Magic Kingdom. And if you don't happen to have a ticket on that day, there's no rule that you have to get out and go to the Magic Kingdom. You could actually take the boat transportation to or from the Magic Kingdom and then actually use that really cool and new walkway that they have put in between the Magic Kingdom and the Grand Floridian to get back. 
So enjoy. It's a great resort. Those rooms are uh, fantastic. Yep. That's all. Locked I mean, up. really, I could not have designed those better myself. So. And you may see wildlife on that path. Yep. You never know. <laughs> One thing too, though, I wanted to add, that's kind of fun that we did a couple times. Like if you're not going to the theme parks or you just want to avoid the crowd, like maybe get like an ice cream or something at Gasparilla and take it out and watch happily ever after from there. It's a really cool, unique experience. Um, you get a great view of the castle and mm -hmm. I don't know the the cast members around there bring like a lot of great energy when you watch it. So you know, if you want to stay out of the parks one night, uh, do that too. That'd be a lot of fun, I think. That is one of my favorite places outside of the park to watch Happily Ever After. Because they pipe in the music, great spot. And I've seen it there with my girls. Good good father-daughter spot to see it. Okay, real quick. I know we got to get to the questions, but I was going to do this at the top of the show, and all of a sudden it turned into 13-foot-tall Jack Skellington discussions and HOA hour. Scott, because I want to make sure people get this before, in case they don't get to the show, you know, over two days, because we have something happening tomorrow night as you're listening to the show, Thursday. We're going to premiere a video that Scott is working on the director's cut version seven, probably at this point. That is awesome. I've seen the first cut. Now, this is kind of like the George Lucas thing. It's gone through many revisions. Um, we may walk on Jabba the Hutt's tail by the time this thing comes out. I don't know. But it's awesome. At least the version I saw, it's great. So Scott, tell everybody what we're going to do because we're going to watch this the first time through together. Everybody that was on the cruise with us, please come watch it. And even if you weren't, it gets you pumped for going on the Disney Wish and sailing with Disney Cruise Line. Yeah, so I believe we're going to do it at 8 o'clock Eastern on Thursday the 27th. Uh, I think that's the right date. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so I collected a lot of photos and videos from those that sailed on the podcast cruise and I just combined them into a 30 minute video. I was surprised that I actually got it up to 30 minutes, but um, it's, it's really cool. Like you see a lot of familiar faces, families making great memories, videos of fireworks, you know, dancing at silent DJs, just a lot of fun. A montage. I put it all together into one video, tried to make it linear. There are some spots that I might not have known when a photo was taken. So I just put that in the C day because I don't know about you two. Like I found like a lot of people didn't have photos on C day. I think people are just trying to soak it up, you know, and like you got to pack that day too. So I found that even myself had less photos on C day. So I just, that was an interesting observation I made from making the video. But anyway, come out, join us live at eight o'clock on Thursday and be part of the watch party. It's going to be the first viewing, the premiere of the BR Guest Podcast Crew 6 video. And so after that, of course, it'll be available to look, to watch whatever you want. So it'll be on YouTube. But we thought it'd be kind of fun to have the energy to watch it all together the first time right here. You can watch it on uh, with us right here on the just like you'd watch us as we record live. So uh, YouTube and, and all the places. So just come on in and comment as we go. We'll be just in the side there. You can watch our expressions and our faces as we I mean, if you want to watch that, you know, kind of as we watch it, but it's gonna be fun. So we can't wait to do that Thursday again, tomorrow night. As you listen to this, if you're listening to the day, it comes out uh, at, uh, so we said eight o'clock Eastern, we're going to hit the button Eastern. and so be ready. Okay. All right. Next question is from Catherine. Hey, BOGP crew. I'm going to be six months pregnant when I go in September. And I'm curious as to what some of your guys favorite non-alcoholic drinks are at all four parks. Also any tips to stay cool. I do plan on taking a midday break each day, whether to uh, to uh, relax at the pool at the Riviera, and we're also bringing cooling towels. But anything else I'm missing? All right, Pam, give some I think thoughts. Pam's the queen of like cooling tips. Like you guys always have some great uh, accessories there. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, I mean you want to schedule table service breaks, right? Table service meals are your friend when it's hot. 
I think that is a big part of it. I always say one of the things you're going to want to do is do and something outside and then something inside and something outside and something inside so that you don't get too hot. I, I think most people are like me, but I know like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, no, I'm, I'm too not. hot. Exactly. Everybody pack it up. We're going home. <laughs> get out of my way. I cannot get out of this park fast enough. So I think that happens to most people. And if you can avoid doing that, you're in great, you know, you're in great shape. The other thing I'm going to suggest, and this seems so small and so dumb that it won't help at all, but it does. So there are these little tiny like travel fans and there's all different kinds that you can buy. They're handheld. But I will tell you, if during one of your times when you're in an air conditioned um, attraction, you use that fan and it's blowing that, you know, cool air over you, it helps. It helps you cool down so much faster and it's worth it. It really is. I haven't really like the cooling towels I tried to use, but like I always felt like just like the back of my shirt was getting wet and everything. And I didn't even know. I'm like, am I doing this right? And then I felt like I had to carry a little bag to keep it in, to keep everything else from getting wet. I just wasn't good at it. And it totally could have been operator error, but the little <laughs> fan <laughs> I can use. And I just put it in my bag for the day and I take that. And I think, of course, we're always going to suggest, you know, if you're trying to avoid the heat, if you get there first thing in the morning, get some things done, then then get out of there and head back to your resort, enjoy the pool or take a nap in the cold, cold air conditioned room or anything like that is, is a good thing for sure. And I think, you know, even getting back to the parks, when you take that midday break, even if you go back at like six, I know it's not dark at six, but it just feels like it's kind of the heat of the day has subsided especially if you've allowed your body to have a couple of hours in air conditioning or in a swimming pool and your body has kind of had that break from being out in the heat of the day, like you can make the rest of the night and still be comfortable, even if it is still 90 degrees at six o'clock because you are moving into the day cooling off and the sun going down. And it just seems like you're not as you're not going to be as uh, aggressive in your touring of the parks from six to close as you are from like 8 a.m. to noon. At 8 a.m. to noon, you're kind of like, ah, I'm trying to get as much done as I can. I'm trying to beat the crowds. I'm trying to do this and that and everything else where your goal six to close might be, oh, I just want to see the fireworks at the end here and get in some of my favorites. I think it's just kind of a mindset thing in the second half of the day and especially after you cool down too. That At least that's how I've always felt. Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, and I, I, I love those fans that the, that Pam's family uses. Like I never actually had purchased one, but like when I hang out with them in the parks, I'm like, Steve, let me borrow that really quick. I, gotta, I need to, I need to cool down. So those things actually surprisingly like work pretty they well. They do. <laughs> and they're so cheap too. Yeah. Like they're really inexpensive. I just really need to just, after we're done recording today, I'm just going to like put them in my Amazon card and just get them <laughs> yes, on their way. Just buy them. my travel back. Yep. Yes. But so, um, she was also talking about mocktails. And unfortunately, I'm not the biggest expert on that. I will say, though, like my daughter, oftentimes we're at a table service or somewhere in the park. She likes to, you know, switch it up and I get like a Coke or a water or whatever. So I know she likes to order the mocktails. And I will. I don't have a particular one that I know of that is great, but she genuinely really does enjoy those mocktails, uh, the non-alcoholic beverages. So I think throughout Walt Disney World, there's a great amount of selection that you can choose from. And I would just, you know, you probably know your taste, what you like. So like kind of look for something that you like there and uh, go for it. 
And then we're going to see so many more of these non-alcoholic specialty drinks as we see the dining plan come back, because as we sort of mentioned in the past, one of the things the dining plan does include is with at both counter service and at sit down restaurants, um, they are, you can get either an alcoholic or a non-alcoholic specialty drink with as part of your meal, like that's included. So for adults who aren't um, having an alcoholic drink, you can order a non-alcoholic drink as well. And even children, um, first of all, we know for the dining plan and tickets at Walt Disney World, when you're when you reach the age of 10, you're an adult. So um, there's that. But if you're under 10, um, they even have non-alcoholic specialty drinks on the menu, on the kids' menus at many locations too. And I think we're going to see that variety um, improve more. I know that the ones that, uh, first of all, I'll mention the blue and green milk. Um, that's a good choice when, if you're over there in Galaxy's Edge. LeFou has a brew um, that is pretty popular at Gaston. That's you true. You get it. Brew. Brew. That's a good one. Yep. It is a good one. And, and I'm this has some good ones too. I think they do. They do. There, yeah. yeah, for sure. And I'm going to mention um, for me, I'm not a huge fan of the Dole Whip. I know. I know. I know. I, but, but I prefer the Dole Whip float. <laughs> but that's what I was going to say. The Dole Whip float with the pineapple juice in it yep. is the winner. That I is the say. winner. I'm going to order one. <laughs> There's that. Um, but they have, they always have some uh, cool non-alcoholic drinks. I think you're going to be able to find lots for that. So yeah, just look around. And the, the thing is you know, that that's how I discover things. I just see somebody that has something that looks fancy and I'm like, Hey, what's that? that? <laughs> I just ask them, you know, like, Hey, wh where'd you get that thing? And then, yeah. Cause people always want to brag on their drink. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got something fancy, you're like, Oh, right here, Tambu lounge. Right. right. It's in a pineapple. I guess it, can you get almost every drink without alcohol? I guess you could, right? They just I bet you alcohol. could, I mean, or I, something I similar, sure. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I mean, I've you know, I, I didn't have my first drink at the Lapu Lapu, like at 40. um, at um, at the Polynesian. I'm sure they have a non alcohol because it's a cool drink, right? Yeah, right. Comes like pineapple and all that, like yeah, you can get, yeah, you can get a virgin version of that a mocktail yeah i'm sure that disney will sell you that whatever however expensive the pineapple yeah. is full of, <laughs> yeah, exactly full of non-booze yes. yeah exactly that's true they're coming out ahead <laughs> however you however you slice it coming out ahead yes. okay uh diane our good friend who's always here in the chat and we appreciate her so very much says planned a super last minute trip for last month that's nothing diane my guy here to the right Dude, he called me one day like, I want to go on a cruise like in two days. And so he, and he did. <laughs> so that was kind of last minute. Uh, what's your favorite easy to score last minute dining reservation or unique entertainment attraction to do? Okay, let's start with like ADR that you know you can get last minute, but it's good. the one I always go to. I mean, this was my always two. This was always my my two that I went to for a summit. Whenever we went down for cheerleading, Olivia's and Paradiso Thirty Seven, dude, you couldn't miss it. And and I I like both places. I know people dog on Paradiso, and now my third, Splitsville. Splitsville has some rocking food. We walked up at six thirty on a Saturday night in July. Got a table, no wait, bam, and we had this. I mean, the food was outstanding, and the service was great. I'm telling you what, Splitsville is a sleeper. We'll go there again and again and again. Awesome. So those are my three. Paradiso 37, Splitsville, 
stop going to Olivia's because it rocks. But no, I, I love Diane. It's Olivia's. Okay, Scotty, what do you say? Give her a couple others. I mean, you took you took my answer, Mike. So it is Olivia's for me um, for last minute because there's there's availability. It's a pretty good size. They have, depending on the time of year or their staffing, they'll have outdoor seating as well. Um, and I just I just find that it's easy to get. That might be some odd times though, and that's. That's kind of how it always works, right? Like if you have a last minute trip, like there's going to be good availability, but the times might be like at four o'clock or 9 p.m. and might not be in that prime time dinner time, but you're going to be able to find something. But Mike, you, you absolutely stole mine. But yeah, the Olivia's is like my go to. I love that restaurant. I love that the the, the, the chicken um, and it's just a great atmosphere for me. It's my home. I mean, Oki West is my home, so I'm going with Olivia's. Yeah, it, it just it's comfortable. Like you don't feel like you you know you're always like oh I'm not you know you, you get theme park clothes on you're fine you know and it's just when you get there it's like it's like Cheers right you walk in and it feels like oh I'm here like you said it's home. I mean I'm not even in a, like a DVC person but I feel like that's my jam. I feel like oh I'm back at back where I need to be. All right Pam, give us a couple more thoughts here. So I'm gonna give you um, one that we've mentioned a few times lately, and that's City Works. There's usually something available there. It's a fairly large restaurant and has lots of locations. I think a lot of the Disney Spring restaurants, you'll find some for sure. Those come up quite often. Um, and then I'll put a shout out to my lounges who do not take reservations. Um, you can just uh, walk up. And I think that that's something important to remember most of the deluxe resorts are going to have at least one lounge where you can go to. Of course, you also have them at Coronado as well. You can go to Three Bridges and whatnot. But yeah, they do not take reservations. And if you were planning a last minute trip like now for August or September, guess what? You probably will not have a ton of problems making ADRs. There's lots available. That's true. And shout out to Julie, who's tuned in, my good friend for over in Scotland, who's always tuned in with us. Just missed her. She was at Walt Disney World the same time we were and uh, just kept cr missing crossing paths there. But she's suggesting Skipper Canteen over in Adventureland at the Magic Kingdom. Another solid choice. And Jessica here tuned in live on Facebook is uh, suggesting Whispering Canyon Cafe. Those are both good choices, Scott, because... Again, those are both places you could go in the Magic Kingdom. You know, just got to hop a boat, a boat over at uh, for Whispering Canyon. But that's a large place that's a lot of fun, and you can usually get in there almost every time. And another, yeah, and another tip, kind of like where Pam was saying, is like they had like a a new feature on there. Well, there's the two hour rule now. Now you can cancel up to two hours before, so you do see a lot of cancellations popping up throughout the day. And then a lot of times you can just say like a. Uh, I want to eat right now. There's a now button. So it's not like, cause they have like a 30 minute in intervals yep. when you're on the app, you can hit a now and you can get on a wait list sometimes for a place. So like definitely use the app and be creative, but like you should be able to find something with, with these. I love that now feature. That that's, that's the a now feature school. Yeah, you gotta be close though. Yep, you gotta, you do, you can't be at old, at old Key West trying to eat at like, um, Yachtsman Steakhouse or something. You got to kind of be in the, yep. the general area, but it's very cool when you are in that area. It is. And Allison coming through with Maya Grill. That's a good one, too. That's a good sleeper. Uh, let's see. And also, oh, and uh, Diane says they're going to be at Oki West during that trip. So, bam. I mean, Olivia's it is. Screaming <laughs> Olivia's. All right. we And uh, Sean says the Edison. Another, I've never been to the Edison. It just seems a little bit too wacky for me. Big fan. Know. I'm a big fan of that. Are you? It's it just cool seems spot. like I need to like dress like a like steampunk if I'm going to. I, I feel like I need to play a role to. or something if I'm going in there. It feels like it's it's too hip for Mike Rallman. 
Like I, not I to go down like uh, I mean, this. This show we've been all over the place. Is it ever anything else? I mean, seriously, an unusual episode. Today. Your like, Cardinals fan, leave. Yeah. We, we, we don't serve your kind here. You know, kind of like C three PO and and the in the cantina. Yeah. But about the Edison too, like I and I know you feel this way too, Mike and Pam. I know you're the same. Like I love live music, and sometimes they have like live music going on in the Edison. You just you go there, you get a cocktail. I think I got like an awesome like grilled cheese there or something. Like, now, see, now you're you talking my language. I love live music and I love grilled cheese. They, 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 grilled what? cheese and tomato soup. Yeah. Shut up. Yes. Now, see, why and they have like the bacon there too. And like, Shut up. Co- no, you're killing me. And their cocktail <laughs> menu is like really nice. I mean, it oh. might be kind of up there a little bit, but I mean, if you're going to Walt Disney World, you kind of have an idea what all the cocktail prices are. They have some really unique drinks. They're one of the, my favorite old fashions, Mike. Oh my God. You're killing me. Oh my God. It's yeah. so old fashions, so, live music and grilled cheese and bacon. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why have you not been there? Right? I know. Like, don't worry about your outfit. Mike. <laughs> I know. Come yeah, I need on. A, Just go. I don't have a bow tie or like goggles. I don't know. No, I feel like I need, don't need both to go there. Anyway. It is a really cool spot. I think it, it doesn't get mentioned enough, but, um, it, <laughs> but I don't want it to be because I want yeah, to be exactly. able to have availability when I go there. So there we go. We're, we're, we're a secret club here, everybody. We, we don't tell anybody else. Okay. Here's one that's from the inbox. I thought this was super interesting from listener Chris. And he just says Hollywood studios in the title. He says, is it just me or is Hollywood studios losing its identity? We lost the great movie ride streets of America, backlot tour and lights, motor action. Those all perfectly fit the ho- the Hollywood Studios theme. They're replaced with Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge. Neither of those fit with the original theme, in my opinion. Am I being too hard on Disney? I really miss the old attractions to give us a look behind the scenes of the movies. Thanks, and I love the podcast. So what do you say to that? Has Hollywood Studios lost its identity? Or, here's what I think, has it changed its identity pam you go first we think for chris i think it has changed its identity and i understand what you're saying um but i will also say that um i think it was really due to guest interest i will say um it just was i mean toward the end of the great movie ride before they announced that it was closing we could go on that attraction and have a vehicle practically to ourselves i mean it was us and like four other diehards, you know what I mean, that were coming through. And it was it was a little sad, but it, it really was, I think, not well attended. And even when we rode through, you would hear like the kids behind us, what movie is that? <laughs> like through 90% of the attraction. I mean, who, who, so are, it just, who are the golden girls again? <laughs> right, exactly. No. <laughs> Too funny. But I think that it really is sort of adapting to the movies that are maybe more embraced by um, a lot of different, you know, people who aren't diehard Disney fans. Um and I think that that we did see a lot of it. Um, you know, maybe you think of these as like ones that maybe aren't part of what you think the movies are. But I think when you say Star Wars, I think there's just such a huge percentage of people who either like Star Wars or at least know Star Wars um, enough to and have probably have someone in their friends or family group that really loves Star Wars. So that sort of has sort of a timeless appeal, I think, that many people, you know, can really just sort of relate to. And I think the same with Toy Story Land, that sort of was a nod to address maybe a park that is, um, that got criticism for a number of years of being too adult. It brings the kids into it a little bit. And it also, I think, again, 
Toy Story is a franchise that has gone on for years and years and years. I mean, think of what year was the first Toy Story movie. I can't remember, but it was, you know, it was a 95. long time ago. Yeah, but yeah this has been Mid-90s. a long standing franchise that most people either grew up with or had kids that were growing up with it or whatnot. So in that sense, I think that it gives us that. I think that there's just a lot of, you know, room with the, with the, with the theme of it being a kind of a movie centric um, theme park, a lot of room for them to sort of explore and do what they want. So I think you made really good points there. You know, it was something that probably needed a little change. And like, you know, my generation, we grew up with Star Wars. Star Wars came out when I was four years old, right? And I'm going to be 50 this year. So it, even if you weren't a Star Wars fan, it was part of the culture. Everybody had Star Wars. But Toy Story Land, you and I were there for the, the media event when it opened, when that land opened in July of 17, something like that, 16, I don't remember. But the thing was funny was, it. I remember you and I going back and forth as we kind of explored that land before it even opened to the general public a couple days later, was that it wasn't necessarily about the movie. We were pointing out things that were like from our childhood. Like, look at this nod to... Like the, the, the original not slinky dog, but the slinky and like uh, yeah. Scrabble and, you know, all these toys from our childhood. So it, it was like on two levels. It was many connections to the Toy Story franchise, but kind of like the Toy Story mania attraction that we had had previous to the land. You saw all these little nods to the toys, you know, Lincoln Logs and stuff that like even was before my time. But like my grandma had them from like when my mom grew up that we play with when we went over to her house and stuff. You know, it was like on two levels. Like we we had those toys. Uh, Scott, what do you think about uh, Chris's thoughts on on uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios? It's interesting. I mean, you both are correct. Um, there's not much more I can add, but I will say though, like I do miss a lot of these things though. Like we've gotten some really great stuff in return. But it's funny. Just the other day, I was looking through my YouTube channel, and I had a video of like Catastrophe Canyon, like the first time I saw it, and like my reaction, like when like the the tank like blows up or whatever in the water suit now like i was like screaming like i thought like i was gonna get soaked by all that water but like we there was some cool stuff in the studios but like it's just you got to evolve like while disney said like you know, about disneyland you know it's always going to be changing it's never finished and that's how i feel about the studios like it's just we're getting some really great stuff in return i missed a great movie ride but i love mickey and minnie's runway railway yeah. i think that attraction is great and it hits home for more like younger kids right they don't know like mm-hmm. footlight parade and like all those movies in the great movie right i mean i loved it i love those movies but i just want to ask you two kind of off subject like did you know like i went years without knowing that there was like a b show to the great movie ride like i always like you didn't know there was like a, there was like a western and a gangster yeah, scene i just always thought like a gangster <laughs> came out and then like i don't know i must have done it like 10 or 15 times and then all of a sudden like we skipped by the the gangster scene, I'm like, what's happening? Is the ride broken down or something? And then all of a sudden, a cowboy comes into the vehicle. I was blown away that I could be like a huge Disney fan. I had no idea that that was a thing, which I thought was kind of cool. I just wanted to share that because we're talking about great movie ride. But. No, but it was rare. I, see, that's cool, though. I mean, that I love that, though. But I mean, it, it should have been more equally because, distributed. It, but it yeah, was rare. They rarely had enough people to run both of the things. So mm. it was just one of those it is one of those crazy crazy things um but yeah i think too there's there's i mean there was an official name change too it's disney studios now and all of these things sort of encompass that so um i think there's definitely value in being nostalgic for 
the things that used to be. And it is there's value too in recognizing that you are being nostalgic and you can embrace, you know, some of the new things that come. Because we've had some really cool things come um, our way too, like Scott pointed out. Yeah. Like Mickey and Minnie, it's in on so many levels, I think um, it's a great it's a great attraction and I think it will be able to be updated at different times easier and, and things like that. So I love seeing that as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm super nostalgic. I mean, I'd listen to retro podcasts. I mean, I, I, I talk about Mike in the Midwest, talk about my childhood all the time. I love that stuff. But when you think about, I, I love that the studios was a working studio at one point that you could kind of get a peek behind the scenes and like how they had the monster sound show and stuff like that. But I mean, think about how they make movies nowadays. How exciting is it to sit somebody, they make them all on the computer at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, think about how the Mandalorian's made. Like, it's a guy in front of a big room that's a big screen that shows the environment at this point. There's really no physical movie making, you know, that, that I know of. Like, it, the industry has changed since 1989. You know, like, it's just not what it was. It's, it's nostalgia for it, which, I mean, there, there's something to be said for that. But I think it's just, you know, the world's changed since parks opened. And I think... The, the consumer of going to theme parks has changed yeah. with kids and stuff. But I'll say that I love that park. Like, and identity changed or not, like the background loops, you walk in there, you hear the old Hollywood sounds, you go on Sunset Boulevard, you hear like the 30s big band. Yeah, I do like, love that. And there's night, so many, like, gorgeous. yeah. And the lights at night, like the neon and everything, like it is a tremendous park. I absolutely love it. Um, and it's just, it's just fine. Now, you know what? Some of these things are going to go away sometimes. Like maybe rock and roller coaster is going to change. Like things just change and you like, you just kind of have to adapt to it. But, um, but definitely there has been changes with the park and I'm just excited to see the future and what for all four parks, really. For sure. I, I, so that's funny. Like I love, like the, we all love the attractions we love. Right. But I love the excitement that comes with something new. Um, I like to see what they're doing. I like to see what the Imagineers have thought about. I like to see the direction the company's going, the things that they've decided to put money in. I think those are all so interesting. And I love to see the reaction of guests. Um, and I've shared this story. I know when um, they made the transition over to Happily Ever After the first time, I was a little resistant to that because I loved Wishes, right? I mean, we all loved Wishes. I think it had been there for pretty much forever, <laughs> right? And so we were there and I'd gone to the press event and I'd seen it and like that was all nice and good. And I then my family wanted to go to it the next night. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like it's rainy. I don't even know that I want to go to this. I'm not even sure I like this show and whatever. You sound like Mallory. That's so Mallory. Right. Eh, know, right? eh. <laughs> and we're standing there with umbrellas, and I'm like, here I am under this umbrella. I've been standing here for like 45 minutes because <laughs> all these people want to see this show, and um, you know, it starts, and I'm watching it. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Then I get to the Moana thing and this group of little girls behind me start belting out Moana like they were paid and hired to be <laughs> Moana. And I realized that I was being a curmudgeon. And what I really needed to do was embrace the fact that this was a huge connection to these little girls and this fireworks show. They were going to remember this moment. And if they didn't remember the specific moment, they were going to remember these feelings that they had while they were there. And it just really was a great reminder for me to sort of let go of my preconceived notions and just embrace like how everyone else is even 
reacting to some of these changes. Um, and it's a good reminder. I hope it, you know, helps keep me younger to, to keep embracing change. So anyways, that's a good that's point. Awesome. Cause we, I won't get to the last question here, but I, I, to wrap this, I want to say sometimes when you're unsure of a change at Walt Disney world and you're unsure personally about it, cause I, I got to do this myself. Look at the reactions. Yeah, do. Cause I do, but I mean, look at the reactions of other people. Like, cause I harmonious, like Williams in the life. By the way, he had a hot take just a second ago, which I didn't get to. He says that Mickey and Minnie's is better than rise. Whoo, hot take. Oh. I don't know about that. Scott says, yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's a smoking hot take right there. William. I like it. Flaming hot. Um, but he says he, the music was great. Projections were okay, but the music was, I agree. The music was really good. I, the overall show, I wasn't a fan, but I know Scott was. And what I like to see though was I like to see the joy in others. Like I know Scott loved it and I loved that Scott loved it. Like, and I know other people loved it. That's the thing is like, just Pam said, sometimes just sit back. And even if it's not your thing, you can get joy in seeing that it's other people's things. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I mean, do that in life people. Like, I mean, just real quick this past weekend, like the Barbie movie wasn't made for me. But that doesn't mean that I don't have to like be mad. You know what I'm saying? It was like, not. Dude, it's not. Like I'm a sports guy. But I don't gotta get on Twitter and be like, I hate on the Barbie movie. Like, dude, people are happy. Good. You know, I'm happy people are happy. You know, like that's the I mean, you know, yes. why does everybody gotta be mad? <laughs> you know, just oh, anyway. That's my soapbox. Okay. Last question today. This and by the way, shout out to Monkey Man, Jonathan, who was giving speaking of spreading the love, he's been out in Disneyland and just you know, I've seen his pictures and he's making me happy. So there you go. All right. So, uh, last question was about homecoming and I lost it. Cause we had so many coming in. Oh, here it is. It's from Sean. Uh, Snag homecoming did a reservation for August. What are the most or must have food and drinks? I'll tell you what the moonshine. I've only had moonshine once and it was there. And that stuff is like drinking, drinking jet fuel. It's hot. <laughs> I, they have not, mixed drinks with i'm it not a drinker too. yeah so i don't know man that stuff was smoking but it, they say it's great i mean your daughter pam has like a squeezy bottle that she gets refills <laughs> yes so i know good parenting there i guess <laughs> i don't know by the way her daughter is an adult for new listeners it's she's not she like is nine. An adult. yes she is an not adult a tiny child. child yeah i'm just saying this is a, if this is your first episode pam's daughter is a school teacher and is an adult so just she needs out of context drinks. She's a teacher. Because that sounded really bad that your daughter is drinking moonshine out of a squeezy <laughs> bottle at homecoming. Yes. Um, but I like the, um, the, the uh, just a side item. I love the deviled eggs and I love the chicken and donuts. Uh, that's rocking. Those are my go-tos. Thigh high chicken and biscuits. That's another thing. Scott, what do you get there when you go? You go. So right. I usually go for brunch. So Sean's saying he got a dinner reservation because um, that hallelujah biscuit is where it's at for me at brunch time. But um. Yeah, the, the chicken's really good. Um, I do like the mac and cheese. Like the mac and cheese side is like really good, I think. And if you are a bourbon drinker by any means, uh, they have a really awesome old fashioned. They got all the moonshines, but their old fashioned is really great. Good stuff, Pam. Thoughts? So I'm going to share a few of my techniques for homecoming. <laughs> Between our group. Because I should stay in our group. I don't want to see this out in the interwebs anywhere. No, never. Go with a friend. Okay. And you're going to split two things. One of them is the thigh high biscuits. And this is a fried chicken on a biscuit, people. Um, and it has a really good coating on it, too. It's just really good. Um, the other thing we get is it's called the kitchen plate. And that lets you choose three side dishes. 
and you're going to choose the macaroni and cheese, oh, stop. the sweet potatoes with marshmallows on them, because, yeah. And then the one, the other one that I always choose, because I love greens, collard greens, is the greens. And I think their greens are outstanding. I'll let other people sub in if you don't like collard greens for that. But if you don't choose those first two that I told you about, you're not you're not doing it right you're not doing it right yeah i would just do the mac and cheese your spot I, pam i love the strategy though with the, the yes. sharing sharing yes. is caring and that's yes, really great it is it is you have to take a friend because it's way too much food but yes oh, yeah. that's the way to do dinner or lunch there and by the way sean's daughter's 22 she can get a squeezy bottle so there you go uh, well there you go sean <laughs> thankfully thankfully <laughs> I actually get have the a squeezy, squeezy bottle. bottle. I have one yeah. too. I just don't get the refills. I just have it because yeah. it was cool looking. Uh, but it's it's a you get a discount. It comes with refill privileges. <laughs> yes, it There's does. a reduced yes. um, uh, cost, mm -hmm. and you can stop by and get sodas and iced tea. Yeah, you I want. think I got sodas one time. And by the way, this, that was the last question of the day. But William, I love his. Uh, he said that he got where to go. I just hit, jumped on me. He said the one time I had moonshine, it was apple pie, and uh, William said it was like drinking Christmas. Pretty much. I like that. What a what a show today. This has been something else. <laughs> We've covered it all. We have. Man. I mean, we what was this? Like episode two thousand uh, what what what? Uh, I mean, two thousand three hundred twenty five. Yeah, I mean just, yeah. just go with the flow. That's what we it did. It was good though. All right. So we're out of here. We'll be back again on Friday. We have a listener feedback that we're gonna go step by step. I think it's seven points. And I wanted to address that fully in a show because they said make me famous, and we're gonna do that on Friday, at least internet famous kind of famous on Friday's show. So come back for that because they made some really good points we want to have a discussion on. So don't forget today's show always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out. We'd love to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. Always getting you the best deal possible. But more importantly, in my opinion, always, is that you have the most magical experience ever at that destination. You want to have the greatest time ever, ever with who you travel with, your kids, your grandkids, your significant other. Hey, if you're going solo, have the best time ever posting those selfies and showing everybody what a great time you're having back home. We just want you to have the best time because you work hard all year to go on those trips and just want you to have the best time. So just swing by the magicforless.com today. It's a great place to start your trip planning. There's great tools right there on the site. And while you're there, fill out the quote form. Much information you have. Check in, check out date, a couple of hotels that you're thinking about, and then we'll go from there. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. It supports us throughout the year, so please click through there. And also, please uh, join us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash beourguestpodcast. You can support us starting at just $5 a month for all these shows. And you get a bonus show each week called Mike in the Midwest. This week, I believe we talked about uh, the AquaJet water slide and a couple of other water slides around my hometown that should never have been allowed to be built. I don't know how it happened. It was the uh, late 80s, early 90s. And somehow we're still alive uh, and we survived it. But I mean, it was a different time. I can't believe they let us go on these slides. But we'll talk about that on Mike in the Midwest. So patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give us a follow on social media, X, Twitter, Instagram, threads. I'm at be our guest Mike. Scott's at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. Pam's at T-M-F-L-T, Pam. Give us a follow over there. Again, join us tomorrow night on all these locations and we'll be uh showing debuting the uh video from the br guest podcast cruise eight o'clock eastern so we'll be uh, doing that live so join us there and of course sunday night seven o'clock eastern six o'clock central for the bogp open line where you can call in and be a part of the show 
All right, we'll be out of here and we'll be back again on Friday with another fun podcast. So join us for that as well. So until then, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.